Listeners are advised, this podcast contains spoilers. Welcome to the Blooming League of Original Podcasts. Drag Race Debates, a kiki with a kick. I'm your debate master for this opening round, Mimi Kaka. And before I start, we want to say a huge thank you to Amali Golden for letting us use her fabulous song, Knock You Out. Be sure to check out her music on iTunes, Spotify, and where all good music is sold. And now I'm forced to introduce our two fighters for this week. In the glitter corner, she won't happen overnight, but she will happen. It's Yolanda Nina Pickle. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's ass fillers. Oh, maybe. Versus the representative from the leather corner, he puts the turd in Saturday Night Diva, it's rose-coloured glasses. I don't want to cause alarm or riots or anything, but I'm not wearing a shirt at the moment. (laughs) Oh, goodness. For those who weren't with us last week, we'll be pitting our fighters against one another as they argue the ins and outs of a brand new show that debuted two weeks ago called RuPaul's Drag Race, a televised competition celebrating the art of drag. Each round will consist of three phases. Firstly, Go Make Your Statement Girl is where each fighter will read their pre-written opening statements on each given topic. Secondly, during Shake Your Rebuttal, each fighter will debunk and devalue their opposition's opening statement in a perfectly civilised and friendly manner. Lastly, the wigs and gloves will be ripped off in Oh No, Debater Don't, as our master debaters are unleashed onto one another, tasked with destroying the other's opinions and proving why their point of view is correct. At the end of each round, players will be judged based on how much crap they pulled out in terms of comedy, rebuttal, argument and passion. And I think I've rambled on for long enough, so let the brutal bitch fight begin. Are you ready, fighters? Ready. Let's do this. Let's go. Roll her around and rip (laughs) her to pieces. (laughs) The super guest this week featured the one, the only, Destiny's Child, Michelle Williams. In honour of this star, our round one category is Best Real World Girl Group. Yolanda, your opening statements? I think this one was pretty easy for me. There is only one best girl group, and that is the Spice Girls. And quite simply, this is because I love the Spice Girls. Always have, always will. I saw the Spice World movie at the cinemas three times as a teenager. I had all their al- have all their albums. I had a Jerry Halliwell doll. And obviously, just because that's all about me, they sold 85 million records worldwide, making them the highest selling girl group as well. So not just the best. They are the best at selling music too. So who else would I pick but the Spice Girls? Rose, my love, okay. are you ready? Go make your statement, girl. Alrighty. When I think of girl groups, many supreme artists come to mind. I love to drink rum and Coca-Cola with the Andrews sisters. And who doesn't enjoy a good zigzag R with the Spice Girls? But I couldn't pick them, obviously. And you and I both know how to make things right with seduction. It's clear to me that many girl groups make me stop in the name of love for music. And yet, there is only one girl group that I truly love, child. One group who keeps me hanging on the most. Yes, the one and only girl group that brings the love, baby. Damn it. Is, of course, the girl group of my dream girls, 
Mary Wilson, Florence Ballard, the Diana Ross, formerly known as the Supremes. Well, we have two very good choices, and worlds apart, mind you. So, Yolanda, here is your chance to shake your rebuttal. I'm not going to say, obviously, that any that, you know, there's anything bad about the Supremes. However, I will question, and you said they're worlds apart, they're actually decades apart. So I will question the fact that they are such an old girl group. I think a modern choice may have been a little bit better in the context of what, of the of the show. Obviously, Destiny's Child being a modern girl group as well. The Supremes obviously were really just Diana Ross at the end. Were they really a girl group, or rather Diana Ross with some backup singers? Ouch. Rose, shake your rebuttal my way. Well, I'll tell you what, you can talk about how many albums the Spice Girls sold, but at the end of the day, Jerry missed a billion-dollar marketing opportunity by not naming herself Pumpkin Spice. All right, you two. Very interesting points from both sides. So, my superstars, I think it's time to get down and dirty. Oh no, debater don't. Do you remember that deodorant? You Okay, if you're such a big Spice Girls fan, and I was as well, we're the same generation. I do remember that deodorant. If I could buy it today, I would. Yeah, well, then you would know it smelled like a zebra farted on cabbage. That stuff it did was not. awful. It did so, and it still does. It has not gotten better with age, unlike some perfumes, which do. That was awful. And those dolls, <laughs> they were awful. Barely had hands, they barely had feet. Not that I know. Well, at that age, you wouldn't have known what smelled good for one, because all boys at of that course. age just stink. Well, <laughs> I didn't thank you very much. I was very hygienic. But this isn't about me. This is about how supreme the Supremes are. And you can say decades old. It takes one to know one, for one thing. But that just means they're timeless and they're classic. They've lasted that long and no they are not just diana they ross are because just diana once ross. diana left no one would know who, who the supremes are without once diana, diana left they continued they were together for 18 years how long were the spice girls together for can you well, tell they're me still that kind of together now they do it last year <laughs> they, they, they tried that once and then they quit remember and now they're not even no, no, back together again. No, they did the whole tour around the UK last year. Because the one common denominator kept the that program. kept them together, the one most talented member, Victoria, is not with them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so the one person who couldn't sing. <laughs> well, hey, you're the one saying that. At least all the Supremes could sing. Haha, <laughs> you fell into my trap there. At least every single Supreme could sing. I did yes, not. You did. not. just admitted that one of them. Hey, I never <laughs> even said how well the Spell Skills sang. All I said was they could sell albums and sell music. I didn't say they could sing well. <laughs> but you might say that they sold the most. Sometimes a lack of talent and being able to sell it is better than having a lot of talent and not doing it. Well, now tell well. me who sold the most singles? Who is the most successful vocal group, male or female, of all? Across the board. Of all. Yep. Do you know who that is? The Supremes, baby. So you can say that the Spice Girls. That's only for longevity, though. You can't compare when they've had an extra six. What? An extra 50 years of selling albums. At least the songs are good. There's no comparison. What the fuck does Zigzag R mean? doesn't matter what it means. And two become one? Hello. One of them's walking out on the other one there. That's what that means. Two become one? The other one has walked out. Oh, well, either way it works. 
They're not. That's not a love song. That's a breakup song. All right, you two. I think that's enough for now. I think I've also made a decision. So while I honestly think the Supremes should have been the winner here because, well, quite clearly, Supremes, they had class. I think the better competitor in this situation was definitely Yolanda. Oh, come on. Spice Girls have it. It was the 90s. It was our generation. I object. We loved the Spice Girls because they were the beginning of everything terrible about this Ooh. world. <laughs> You're off my Christmas card. <laughs> they stick that in your zigzag. Although I was robbed of that win. The Supremes is definitely like they should have been. So you, even you're admitting it. Audience listening to this, right in. No, but the, you also argued against yourself you by did. talking about all the merchandise that the Spice Girls had produced and how much of an impact they had and all of this sort of stuff. Like <laughs> You reminded everyone of how great they are. A terrible crap, but where is it now? It's still there. It is still it's in there. The landfills. It's just it's just like Yolanda mentioned. We are totally still dealing with the Spice Girls years down the track now. Like while the best singer might not be the best singer and while they might not be as present in the band. Alright, fine. Fine. Relevance is always a uh, a good point. For that round, I give one point to Rose Colour for mentioning the Supremes and three points to Yolanda for... Actually, Yolanda only got two points for argument, but you gave her an extra one, Rose Colour, by talking about all the merchandise. (laughs) The nostalgic moment. by my reflection. Yeah, exactly. So before we move on to the second round, we're going to take a quick break and a cold shower. Welcome back to Drag Race Debates, a kicky with a kick. The competition is well underway with three points to Yolanda and one point to Rose Carla. But it's still anybody's fight. So let's get on with round two. Our two girl groups this week included Serving Fish versus 3D. Tell me, Rose Colour, can you pick a better name than 3D? I think I can. When forming a girl group with your bosom buddies, you don't want to make a tit of yourself. You want to keep abreast of the competition, impress Rue and us, knock us out. What else piques our interest more than choosing a name that headlights one's best asset? A name that doesn't just raise a glass, it raises jugs. And since this is the world of drag, what's wrong with the name 32DD, brah? Tell me, Yolanda, can you pick a better name than 3D or Rose Carla's 32DD? I think I can have a go at it. it. It was, I think they were on the right track with 3D. They just didn't quite get far enough with it. So my choice for a better name than 3D was 4D. And the reason for that is that there was obviously four members of the group. So calling them 3D just seems out of whack from the get-go. There's four of them. And then the next reason was Akasha rattled off a bunch of, of Ds. I know one of them was drag, dancing. I can't remember what the last one is. But I really think the fourth D should have been dicks, since they all have one. So that way we get the four Ds, four members of the group, and everyone feels included, because I really think going with 3D excluded Tammy from the get-go. That's a really good statement to make. And you know what? That was my immediate assumption as well. Why would it not be 4D? 
Rose Carla, shake your rebuttal. Okay, well, 4D invokes an image of a 4D cinema. But in the end, 4D cinemas are nothing but being pissed on and blown. And who wants that? Oh my, Rose. Yolanda, please shake your rebuttal. Okay, I'm not quite sure why um, Rose has picked 32 double D. She listed off a few things and then just gave us a random bra size. I'm not quite sure why that was the one that she picked, when you could pick a much bigger one, you know, with it for a bit more emphasis and a bit more excitement. All right, my darlings, it seems like we've come quite to a head. Is that even how the saying goes? My God. <laughs> oh, no. Debater, don't. I did not just say a bunch of words. I expressed that what their job is to impress us, right? And I did that in a very clever and boobtastical way. And then I said, I took a play on their name, 3D, which I can see someone else did as well. How creative and imagina- imaginative are we? Right? But at least I went with something that's going to invoke that pantomime drag image of a buxom broad. And that's what, growing up, that's what I was used to seeing in pantomimes, was the the mother of Jack and the Beanstalk or Little Red Riding Hood was always a buxom broad. She was always played by a man, always had big boobies down to her knees. So that, why not 32 double I guess it's because from, you know, sort of modern senses, 32 double D is not that big, especially not when with the kind of people that you're talking about. They're probably a slightly larger size bra. But well, also they still have to, to dance at the same time. So they can't yeah, be too big. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. To the pantomime side, is the whole point of this episode was meant to be fun and modern and girl group and what's more fun than Destiny's pantomime? Child style. What is more fun than fun It's bags? not really fitting with the style of the episode. I don't well, think it it was they, they weren't pantomiming Deschard. They were meant to be a, a a realistic girl group. They were meant to be well, able to more imitate realistic than a reality, not four D cinema. Than pantomime. <laughs> oh, what's yeah? What's more realistic than pantomime? You said that for me. Hey, what? I never bought up four D cinema. That's your that's your thing. Although it does kind of fit with it. It does. Yeah. The, 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 what was that? Don't we all stand there and shout behind you? <laughs> <laughs> we, you know, we see a villain creeping up. I was going to say, it really depends how good a friend we are. Spider behind you. All right, my two. I feel like we've come to a bit of an impasse. Do you have any more to add, or <laughs> shall I tally the totals? Well, the the four D. Well, I understand the the concept. It's still just as boring it's as three D. And even then, it sounds like forty. Forty. So what? They've just aged themselves by twenty years the by 40, doing no. that. I mean, sure, the hair and makeup did that for them. I was going to say, that hair they had did actually age them quite a lot. It did, didn't it? But, um, so no, I, I guess 40 yeah. maybe is. 40 is a whole immersive experience, and I feel like that was what they were trying to give. Granted, it may not be the most creative name could have come up with, but I think the fact that we both played off what they already well, they're, had. They're, I agree their performance way. was immersive with their flailing arms like that in our faces. I'm surprised no one took out someone else's eye, in which case, how then the fuck would they watch 4D cinema? They can't bloody see. They've got no, no depth of perception. Uh, is that? I don't even know if that's the time for it, because I'm in the middle of arguing. Right? So what What good's there? Like, that, that's not represented. They might as well call themselves fucking eye patch. And this is the point where I'm going to call it, guys. All right. Nice chit-chat there. 
but there's a clear winner in my mind. I definitely would have gone to 4D as the immediate choice. It only made sense. However, I hadn't thought of 32DD yet. Based on not only the name, but also bucks and boobies, I have to award three points to Rose Carla. Alrighty. And two points to Yolanda, because I liked that original, realistic approach that she took. And I really liked the immersive comment made. Alright, at the end of the second round, Yolanda, five points. Rose Carla, four points. This could be anyone's game. Game on. Alright, all my lovelies, we'll jump straight into round three. Category is Best Challenge Performer. Yolanda, your opening statement. The best performer, I think, for this week was someone who didn't try to outperform or outshine anyone else, but managed to stand out in their own right and actually look like a member of a girl group in amongst some people who did not quite achieve the same thing. She looked professional, she looked happy to be there, and she looked polished, and that was Rebecca Glasscock. All right, Rose, you're up. It is common knowledge that a girl group is meant to be in sync, even though that is the name of a boy band. (laughs) But in terms of being in harmony and synchronised in their dance movements, that is what we have come to expect from our girl groups. And while all the women of 3D threw their hands up at me like wacky inflatable flailing arm queens, (laughs) only one queen stayed in time with the music in both choreography and limp syncing, and... Apropos to my previous statement, Jade was such a team player that she wasn't willing to overshadow her team and did her best to keep a sinking ship afloat. Keeping up with talented performers can be hard, but to the experienced, it's easy. But keeping up with the terrible is difficult for both amateurs and professionals, and for that reason, she was my best performer. Team Jade. Very nice. Yolanda, are you ready to shake your rebuttal? I'll pay that. I think Jade was the best performer out of that group, but I don't think she outshone the bad ones. I think that they messy danced all around her, and she was almost invisible because of what they because of how much how bad they were. So I feel like Jade just did not stand out in any way and actually got completely lost in the performance. Rose, please shake it for me. Who's Rebecca again? (laughs) That is all. That is the tweet. Oh no, my debaters, don't. That was my point. That was my point. No, I I got your point. That she did not outshine those who were distracting. She still... Yeah, which is she exactly stepped the same up to the level of performance that she needed to for her team. That is a girl group. It is not a, a Diana Ross and the Supremes scenario here where one outshines the rest of them. No. It's not that. It's not a Beyonce no she, she formerly exactly of Destiny's Child to here. And they, they needed to be like a cohesive team. team. And she stepped down to the plate they were. in order to meet the demands of her no, team. That, but that's why she was the best, like... She didn't try and do more. She did what she needed to do. Exactly, exactly. You're just saying, what ah, that's my comment. That's exactly why she was the best performer. But best performer is, is a lot more 
than singing the best and and outdoing everybody. It's about meeting the challenge, right? And the challenge was to create a girl group to be a cohesive team. And that's what she did. She saw out of the, her peripheral visions, the corner of her eye, she saw, oh fuck, look at what they're doing. I need to not be Jade right now. I need to step down. We need to be... Yeah. She said that in her comments but that, that she can't... She can't be herself. She and 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 that is an admirable, ad, the, admirable. The question performer. is best performer it's though. Like it's not the most admirable and most person who's lagging. You know, not most admirable performer. It's the best performer. And she, if, I don't think you can be the best when no one sees you because everyone else, through their but badness, is being it. better than you. Because it's about team player. What what what's the it's, A in team? Admirable. But there's no question about who was the best team player. It was best performer, but I don't think she was the best. Yeah, and f- and for that reason, but for that reason that she was able to to put us like she think about it, she could have just outshone. She goes, "But fuck you, bitches! I'm gonna do this shit. I'm gonna outshine everyone, and I bet you any money she would have been read to filth by the judges for not sticking with her team." We've seen it before in the past in these types of shows when, when people are singing in a group. If, if one person's outshining them, they're told, step back. You're doing a team song here, Australian Idols. So step back. Do not, do not be your diva right now. You need to be in harmony with everybody. And they clearly, the three of them, weren't in harmony, any sort of har- harmony at all. Maybe a fucking gale or a, a hurricane, right? That's, that's the sort of... Uh, the sort of winds that they were projecting there with their their arm wailing, right? But they they at least tried, and and she knew that she had to lessen her abilities, and that in itself is what a performer has to do when they're in an ensemble, because they cannot. When you're in an ensemble, in the chorus, which I have been for all of my career on the chorus line, plug. That's what we have to do. We have to. We have to. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one um that's what we have to do we have to fade into obscurity we have to girl group is not a chorus line though because when it's a chorus line it means there's someone at the front doing the performance what's that and you're at the back in the the chorus line and jade this was a girl group there's four of them in a line it's it was three people in front of her she was standing behind three people at the end of the day this group went on stage knowing, no matter how much you try and be a team player, they knew they weren't going to be able to perform as a group. They all basically admitted it before walking out there. So she should have, she had the opportunity to do a bit more, to try and not necessarily outshine the others, but show that she could at least be as bright as them and not be, she was like the cow in the tornado, the, you know, in the movie where she's going around Caught up in the whirlwind. <laughs> Perfect. So I'm all about the cohesive team and I liked Jade trying to make it more cohesive and I completely agree with Rose's arguments. Vindication, I lose my nut and for a reason. <laughs> That's why I'm awarding her two points. Okay. But I've got to say, it was about the best performer. It wasn't about making sure the team was cohesive. It wasn't about anything else. It literally was best challenge performer. And also, Cow and Tornado, how could you lose? That's three points to Yolanda. How how many did I get? Sorry? 
you you got oh, to. I thought I won that because you made it sound like I won. Fuck you. <laughs> you totally just did a Ryan Seacrest on me. <laughs> <laughs> Just just building you up to knock you down again. She did. I'm like, you let me react to it. This is starting to seem like a real lead on Yolanda's part at eight points. And Rose Carla at six points. Sorry, hun. You gotta pick up your game. Oh right, my darlings, while you're all hot and bothered, literally, round four category is bitchiest quote of the week. This episode separated the fish from the D and had bitch oozing out of its pores. Rose, tell me, what was your bitchiest quote? In reality TV, we always have the tough, evil judge. The one who puts the scowl in Simon Cowell. Of course, there is Merle, who is there to pull up a compliment or two. And of course, Rue, who is there to tell the eliminated queen to hit the road, Jack. Son. Each one serves a purpose. The Merle is there to soften the blow of the Santino who may cause controversy, but still speaks for a portion of the audience who simply aren't enablers. It is their job to give clear, concise, and cutting commentary while twirling their moustache. The guest judge, however, is brought in to be an added professional point of view, to provide insight in a professional, caring, and even sympathetic way that'll get through to the contestants because they've been there, done that. So I have to question why somebody would go onto a show knowing full well it is only their second episode ever of existence and use the criticism, I've worked with people who are assholes like that. I found the line rubbed me up the wrong way because it was Frank Gatson's job to bring his expertise not to insult the queens for their never-resting stank face. Ooh, that hurts. Criticising a judge? Yolanda, tell me, what was your bitchiest quote? So for me, it's probably not the bitchiest necessarily in terms of towards someone else, but it this line basically is how I feel most days. So it spoke to my bitchy little heart. And it was Angina saying, I swear to God, I'm going to cut someone. All right, Rose, shake your rebuttal. Okay, well, Angina's cute and all, but all she can cut is a rug. Yolanda, time to shake yours. Okay, I actually thought that the guest judge had quite a lot of bitchy quotes out there, and I kind of feel like that was why he was brought in. Um, Not just to be, you know, to help build them up and all that sort of stuff. I feel like that was his the reason he was picked, because at the end of the day, Michelle Williams was at the other end, and she was generally pretty nice and encouraging. So I think the balance actually worked. I don't think it was too much. All right. It's our second last round. Oh no, my debaters don't. Okay, no, um, Michelle Williams with her all I see is messy man. That wasn't nice. That was mean. Like they, they were. That both was pretty. the nicest way she could say something like that. And she called security on him. She only threatened to. She only threatened. She, she, <laughs> she felt threatened. But to, to, no wonder they were feeling threatened to call him an arsehole, or call Akasha to call her an arsehole, of course she got pretty pissed off about that and, and I had rolled. It's not his job to come into Rue's house and say to the queens, you're a fucking arsehole. It's his job to come in and say, look, your attitude needs some work. There is tactful ways to do it, and professionals do that when they're working with people who they may consider below them, in a sense that they're up and coming, 
that these are the professionals for a reason because they've been there, they've done that, they know that. They've been treated by people in a manner that has taught them how to treat people below them. So clearly, he hasn't been treated the nice. If he's going to go to people below him and be like, you're a fucking arsehole, instead of saying, look, you know, you've got talent here, there, and that, but you need to work on these things because it's not coming across well for us. Uh, I, I... But the, both judges were pretty standoffish with, with Okasha in that respect. At least the main three gave her a chance. Yeah, but they know her already. That's that yeah. They already have seen her before. This person's just seeing her in that moment, in that in that situation, they haven't seen anything else that she's done, which the three regular judges have, so they know a bit more about her. But I think that Rue also would know what this guy was like. Like, he seems like that the honesty is something that he gives out all the time. I, it's not something you, do, you know, even if he played it up a little for the show, it would have been because they wanted him to, not because they didn't want him to. Because if they didn't want him to, they would have shut him down, re-recorded the whole thing and said, mate, don't do it again. But it comes off so much different coming from Mama Roo. That it's Mama Roo that she is there to tell him up front. That she's the host, she's the mother hen. So she can speak her mind honestly when these guest judges yeah. coming in. And if she didn't want guest judges to come, they wouldn't to. have guest judges. They wouldn't need them. Three, most, a lot of these shows run on just three judges. They don't need it. And I think you're comparing too much to these other talent shows and things with the balance of the nice judge, the mean judge, the judge that sits in the middle this show is a little bit edgier than that you know they're swearing from the judges there's they're, they're more then, honest so why is angina saying why is angina saying that she would cut a bitch so bad then if this show is a little bit more edgy i mean who hasn't wanted to cut someone on a monday a sunday morning with i, I didn't say it was bad i picked it as a bitchiest quote because i thought it was great well yeah so how is that the bitchiest and that's that's the most fabulous quote so you've just undermined your own comment there by just saying bitches are fabulous well, i agree a hundred percent agree but there's a difference between the bitchiest comment and the most fabulous comment like the most agreeable comment, the most relatable comment. We can I, all I don't agree rela- that there's, there's a, a song about that. Oh, actually, no, it was about shooting people, wasn't it? it wasn't about- okay, let's take that back a little bit. Let's <laughs> cut this one out of the conversation completely. That'll just trigger people. Um, <laughs> shit, I now I've dug myself into a hole because, I ha- okay, I, 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 I can't disagree with you. I cannot disagree with you that if they didn't want harsh judgments from, or at least honest judgments from people, they wouldn't bring the guest judges in. But I think even Rue would have been shocked at the, the at the abrasiveness that that came across. That it didn't come across as a professional talking to somebody who was there for advice. There is a there is a tactfulness. I I will give you a personal example. When in 1996, before the Bugsy Malone auditions, I was a little smartass in my acting class, right? And we had a guest teacher come in named Barbara Freebody, the director of an upcoming musical that all children were going to be in. And she pulled me aside and she said to me, "If you were going to audition for Bugsy Malone, you would not get in." But she said it in such a manner that as as a a what, how old was I in 1996? I forgot. I was 11 years old, right? A way that I understood. And when I went to that show and I went to that audition, I got in. I beat 250 other kids because that lesson sunk into me. That she, that she taught me in a way. She didn't just do what my acting teacher did and told me to get to the corner. She brought me in. She was calm. She was comforting. She was empathetic to I'm just a kid. 
That's I right, because you're 11. Akasha wasn't 11. I think this guy read her for exactly who she is. Then why and is she that acting is someone... 11 years old? <laughs> hey, that's that's on her. She, you can ask her that question. <laughs> um, he just read it as someone who wasn't actually going to listen to him anyway, so he hit her with it, you know, probably a little bit stronger than he maybe could have, and right, I don't think he would have spoken to the others in the same way. He read her that, for that... what she is, and that's someone who was not listening from the get-go, the moment. That was... His presumption... They started talking to her. His presumption that she wouldn't listen. And had he done it in a more tactful manner, she possibly could have... have then yeah, right. But in... I, guess I in think we all know her, Akasha better than that by now. Well, possibly, yeah. She, I mean, think about it. Once, once uh, that, that harshness was put into her, she came back with a vengeance, didn't she? She broke the motherfucking dog. Exactly, so apparently. now you're giving him plaudits. Well, no, I'm saying that, that that's how bitchy it was, that it angered her enough to be like, well, I'm going to show you. It and motivated it her. Angina exactly. saying she's going to so cut you. What will Angina saying she's going to cut you motivate you to do? No, she was giggle? saying she was going to cut someone if she didn't get what she wanted. And for well, things exactly. to go so the way that she needed. Make a giggle. That's hilarious. That is not something you're going to go, oh my God, I'm so scared right now. You're going to go... <laughs> <laughs> you wish, bitch. That's what you're gonna do, okay? You're not gonna, you're not gonna take us. You're not gonna come back with a vengeance. It's not gonna, it's not gonna light that fire in your ass. Not at all. All right, you two. At the end of round four, I will award Yolanda an additional two points. A lot of merit, but definitely beaten by the personal story. Three points yes. to Bruce Carla. That leaves us at. Yolanda at 10 points, and we have Rose Carla Glasses at 9 points. There's one point between the two. Who's going to win the final round and this episode? Rose Carla Glasses, you'll need at least two points to take the win, but really, when it comes down to it, Yolanda's doing quite well. So I'll let you both prepare now while we take a short break to hear from our sponsors and supporters. Welcome back to Drag Race Debates, a kiki with a kick. That was Amali Golden, and I'm your host slash judge for today, Mimi Kaka. And currently the scores are Rose Coloured Glasses on 9 points versus Yolanda Nina Pickle on 10. With one final round to go, are you ready fighters? Excellent. Our category for our final round is who should have gone home? Yolanda, who should have gone home? Okay, this person should have gone home because I think that they really were just sending themselves home. They didn't even try, no longer wanted to be there. As much as Akasha might have seemed like the right choice before the lip sync for your life, she killed the performance and showed that she was wanting to be there. It was Tammy Brown who had decided before the group performance that she wanted to leave, so performed in a way that would make that happen. I mean, she didn't even sing. Rose, who should have gone home? I have a... uh controversial choice here only one name springs to mind nina flowers i'm sorry but we all know very well that she would have been eliminated if she didn't have immunity not only was her performance terrible but she didn't water it down she admitted she rooted the challenge 
However, this is a competition, and as much as it soils me to say, Ms. Flowers would have been trimmed in the early stages of the season. Yolanda, shake your rebuttal. I don't think in the group performances that Nina was as bad as Tammy or Akasha, so I don't necessarily think she would have been the one to go home if she hadn't had immunity. There's the possibility that she may have been in the bottom two, but I do not think that she would have been sent over home over Tammy, who didn't even try on lip sync, who clearly wasn't trying the best that I think that they know she could have. So I don't think Nina was really at risk of going home, so I don't think she should have been the one. Rose, shake your rebuttal. Tammy should have stayed because, quite frankly, I could not take my eyes off her through her whole hippy-dippy, airy, in-her-own-world performance. All right, my darlings, why be so kind to one another? I need an all-in, wigs-and-gloves-off kind of fight. Ding, ding! Okay, I think this Tammy being in another world is part of her problem, is that her world, she retreated fully back into it and had decided she no longer wanted to visit the drag race world. And had We've all had a bad day. That, that wasn't a We've bad... We've all had a shitty day. It, but a bad day on a something like this, that's the one bad day sent you home. I up and like, I don't want to be here today. You know, she's just having a bad day. She woke, she woke up on the wrong side of the boudoir. Hey, a bad day sends you home. A bad day on a show like this sends you home. Look at Ricky Lee. Oh, that's a, that's a really low blow. That's, that, that still hurts. We need to stop this fight for a moment so we can mourn. Because it was only five years ago. Okay. All right. Two seconds of silence. <laughs> Okay, admittedly, I I love Ricky Lee and she shouldn't have gone home on that day, but it's, oh, it's just oh, a... Oh, come on. Who Think of all the people across the board, in the world, like uh, Stevie Nicks. Is Stevie Nicks not that airy, hippy-dippy fairy that we all love, living in her own little world, and that's why we See, love you her? Say love. I say, Meh. Yeah, well, that's my typical Friday night. <laughs> no, I just think that... Tammy made the decision for herself. Like she, it said, literally, that she didn't want to be there anymore, and went out on stage with that but mentality. But she didn't quit. She didn't quit. She was just not. She let her her own inner demons take that's over. That's right. And that's why she should have right, gone that's home. That's all she did. She, she, it, she, I like, feel like it would have been too well, much. I, for her. I disagree. I think she should have been given a second chance. Whereas, as opposed to Nina, who didn't have those inner demons, couldn't compete. So therefore was the worst performer of, of that whole episode and should have gone home if she didn't have immunity, which is an unfair advantage for, for anyone to have in these shows, for one thing. It is. We, we, we can at least agree on that because... Yeah, we can agree on that. I, I don't think immunity has a place in these shows. No, it doesn't. Let's get rid of some bitches. Let's, let's boil it down to the, the final three or whatever, you know? Um, yeah. And... and Tammy being in such uh, being such a unique character, just like Victoria Parker before her shouldn't have gone home because they do not blend in with the rest of them. They do stand out on their own. Well, Tammy stands out yeah. on her own because she is so quirky, and I want to see more of that. I don't quite frankly. I don't disagree that she was quirky and had brought something unique to the show, but I think your mention of inner demons and things and things that were getting to be too much for her would have only gotten worse. I think that the show's only going to get... The, the competition, sorry, is only going to get tougher. Well, we things know. are going to get harder. 
They always do on these shows. They don't make it easier as it goes along when you're down to, to lower numbers. It gets harder. And I don't think that her personality, no, her delicate personality, as much as quirky and unique as it is and, ex- and, and fun at times, could have handled it. And I think that she may have quit if she did bone on because it, I think that the the likes of Akasha and, and the, the house courts of sort of personalities would have broken her down even more. The, and she was starting to show it. She said so herself. What if next week... It wasn't the kind of place for right, her. What if next uh, next Friday or Saturday, whenever it's on, right, the next episode, what if that's a comedy challenge? Perfect for her. Like an I Love Lucy type thing. So we won't know whether yeah, or not she... We that won't inner know. saboteur and is still there or not. If it's just a passing phase, if she's just having a bad day, maybe she didn't get enough sleep the night before... We're all prone to that. I, th- I agree. You know? I agree. That's um, the true. But at the end of the day, this is a reality show where you have to be ready each week. And if you can't cut it one week, they don't go, oh, it's okay. We'll give you a shot next week. It might be more suited to you. At the end of the day, every week is your final so week. So you're saying that with Jade's, uh, with that terrible 3D performance and with Nina's terrible performance, that Tammy was the worst one. She stood out for being the worst or she just deserved to go home because she was having a this bad day. This question is who should have gone home. And Tammy should have gone home because the competition had become too much for her. It wasn't about exact... The question isn't about performance because we've done best performer. It was about who should go home. And Tammy should have gone home purely for the fact that she didn't even lip sync and didn't even try. That's That to me is a big no-no on something like this. If you don't even try and compete, you're writing your own... Ticket to leave. Yeah, you cannot, I haven't got anything to say. I can't defend that. I cannot. She, she did. She, she laid did. down she on the did, runway. Exactly. Literally, she laid down in front of that plane. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Bloody Tammy Brown. Oh, that's good. <laughs> All right. That's it, folks. The scores are in. Yolanda, for your final round, you receive three points. Yay. And, Rose, Ooh. are you ready for it? Are you ready? Are you I ready? Need four points, don't mm. I? Drum roll. Four points, drum roll. I'm only awarding you two. Oh, no, so... that's bullshit. That's bullshit. <laughs> don't argue with the judge, my love. <laughs> we tried that last week. It doesn't work. Our final points are 13 to Yolanda Nina Pickle and 11 points to Rose Coloured Bust. I call busts. a recount. I call a recount. I call a recount. Yolanda, I will see you again in round five. See you then. The final points are Yolanda, 13, Rose Colour, 11. These points will be added to a running tally, which will culminate in the final series at the end of the season. And too bad, so sad, Rose Colour. Better luck next time, perhaps. Be sure to follow us on the Twitters at Drag Race Debates, one word, and support us on Patreon with Blooming Theatricals. See the links below. And do our fighters have anything to plug or say before we go? Boo. Poor me. Buy the Tonniston Tales. Buy the Tonniston Tales. What she said. <laughs> Damn. That's all from us at Blooming League of Original Podcasts. Don't forget to check out the rest of our shows. We hope you had fun. And remember, it's not all serious. It's just master debating. We'll let Marley Golden take us out. Be sure to check out her music on iTunes, Spotify and more. I've been Mimi Kaka. See you next time. Goodbye.
Drag Race debates is not affiliated in any way with VH1, World of Wonder, or RuPaul's Drag Race. All opinions are just for the sake of it and not to be taken seriously. Wait, did I just stuff that up again?